We were talking a little bit during the break about there was a, a video that was – you saw it yesterday? Yeah, I saw it yesterday. So I, I saw it this morning, so it's been out there for at least a day, I guess. Pitching Ninja, if you're a baseball person, it's a, it's a really cool follow on Twitter. Um, had a split screen where on the left half of the screen was yesterday's Dodger-Padre game. Yeah. Okay, spring training game. And on the right-hand side of the screen was a playoff game between the Dodgers and the Cubs from a few years ago. In the time that the Dodgers and Padres in spring training had completed an entire half an inning, got three, three outs. outs, okay, Pedro Baez had not thrown a single pitch. So that's what they were trying to yeah. fix. And I get it. The Dodger-Cub game was a playoff game. It's going to move a little more slowly, Fine. a little more deliberately. Yep. I get that this is a spring training game. Yep. It's going to move quicker. Through a couple times a second, trying to get the, the runner at second. An entire half an inning yep. versus one pitch? That's lunacy that that if that doesn't tell you <laughs> even if you say okay hey this is 50 percent inaccurate that's still 50 percent faster <laughs> than what if, yes. if he threw four pitches they should have arrested pedro bias in the middle of that inning for if refusing he threw to four throw pitches pitch. and you still get three outs on the other side it just kind of shows how significant it, it is. was it was crazy um the Dodgers got bad news yesterday, confirmed as very bad news this morning, that Gavin Lux is going to miss the entire season. He has a torn right Jeez. ACL. Um, he was running from second to third. Uh, a, a ground ball was hit to the left side of the trying infield. Trying to avoid the throw. Trying to avoid yeah. the throw, going mm -hmm. from the third baseman to the second baseman, and he took a weird step, kind of lost his balance a little bit, and blew out his knee. Uh, he was talking this morning about how devastating it is and how he's going to attack the rehab and everything that comes along with that. And look, I'm a Dodger fan. I, I care deeply about their success and the players on the team. And I, I'm I'm trying to find something to feel good about for for you know everything that comes out of this. And and I maybe found a couple of things, but. There's no way around this. Al. This is a big deal. Yeah, it is. This is a big deal. This is your starting shortstop, who might not be a great defensive player, but he's a very good offensive player. He he gets on base a lot. He runs really well. He doesn't hit into double plays. He can steal you a base. And with the shift, I feel like a guy that was hitting in the 280s is probably going to jump up into the 300s. This is a very big blow for the Dodgers and it really sucks because it creates a whole bunch of questions not only at shortstop but in the outfield potentially as well um I'm gonna read off a quote here from Lux and it is I, I do agree with you this is a this is a devastating injury for Gavin Lux he says I think everybody dreams of being the shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh was holding back tears in his presser that he had a little bit earlier today uh ish happens crush the rehab and go from there so um uh, first off, let's just say this. What happened to the Dodgers in the offseason was in the last couple of years, you had unbelievable shortstops. You had Trey Turner there. Um, you had Corey Seager there. And when Trey Turner decided to sign, and everybody knew that there was no kind of guarantee that he was going to come back to the Dodgers, when he decided to sign with the Philadelphia Phillies, it left a hole at your shortstop position. Mm-hmm. And you could go through all the different money that was paid in the offseason for shortstop, kind of set the bar. Bar kept going up, and the Dodgers said, we're going to wait. Now, nobody was saying Gavin Lux was going to walk in and be the greatest shortstop on defense. We knew that. It's part of, part of the reason why they went and got Miguel Rojas, right, was here's a really good defensive player, mm -hmm. but Lux is bad is as good as it's going to get. He's a above-average major league offensive player. And there was a lot of chatter about it was going to go Lux, 
Mookie, Freddie. That was going to be your one, two, three. There was mm-hmm. um, some conversations about that. From a baseball perspective, if there's one thing we could look at the Dodgers today that's different than in the past years, they don't have depth like they've had in the past. So it's not like you're just kind of plug and play. Somebody else goes in there. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for Lux. This is an awful injury. He's going to be out for a long time. Certainly going to miss the season. But what the Dodgers miss in their lineup without Lux, it's not. Uh, it's a significant loss. We want to hear from Dodger fans too. If Laker fans, if you're on hold, stay there. We're going to take all of your in- all injury radio today. Yeah. Unfortunately, basically um, we're eight- Cedar Sinai today. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. So let's put Lux. He's gone for the year, so it's not like, is he coming back? He's done. You'll see him spring 2024 is the next time you'll see him in a Dodger uniform. First question is, who plays shortstop? Do you go? Do you get into the market? Because this year, every shortstop worth his salt moved. Correa moved three times and ultimately ended up yeah. where he started. You've got a new shortstop in Philly with Trey yeah. Turner. you got a new shortstop in Chicago with Dansby Swanson. Yep. You've got uh, Bogarts, Bogarts to the, went uh, to the Padres. Padres um, have four shortstops. Yeah, they, guys. <laughs> they got one shortstop playing left field now in, in Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, and, you know, Seager moved the year before. Yeah. So all of the really, really good ones have kind of settled into new roles. Do you go and try to find somebody that's maybe good, not great? Do you just mm. give the job to Miguel Rojas, who felt like a – Look, if Lux really struggles offensively or defensively at short, we can throw Rojas in there. Was he now? Is he your starting guy? And see what happens. Do you put Chris Taylor in? Yeah, that's what you're hearing a lot of. Is maybe CT coming in? So maybe you give Chris Taylor a chance to be that guy. Well, that drastically affects what you're doing in the outfield. Now all of a sudden you're gonna have Mookie in left, and before Taylor was gonna be one of those two other positions. Well, now you kind of got two open spots that you've got Outman, you've got Trace Thompson, you've sure. got some of these other guys, and you know we could go around the block a hundred times on which of those guys we like the best. But Taylor was probably the best option out there um, in one of those two spots. If you put him at short, you're you're to your point out your depth is getting shorter your yeah. optionality which you've heard me talk about the Dodgers a million times they had five guys that could play multiple positions well now we're running out of guys that you can move around you don't have that anymore it's not a good comp but I'm just give you one example the Rams last season had almost it felt like zero margin for error yes, right indeed. you can't you can't lose players because you don't have depth I'm not saying this is exactly the Dodgers but the Dodgers have some key guys that are out the Dodgers also are in a position where they didn't re-sign certain players. It's just a much different look for the Dodgers coming in that I think most Dodger fans are accustomed to. Maybe you're going to see a lot of these younger players come up, and they're going to get opportunities. And well, hope they're going to have to. And, and Right. They're not going to have a choice. And what guys will hit, what guys won't, you'll probably find out more as the season progresses. So after I got done watching Gavin Lux blow out his knee, you know, and just think, oh my gosh, when you, you start thinking about... Did you think it was... Did you think it was bad right away yeah it yeah. looked when you terrible. get carted off it, well yeah the second the cart shows up it's bad news and just watching it go the way it, it was bad yeah. i'm squeamish you and i both with that stuff like no nah, i don't really want to look at that um, i saw can i just say this sunday night clippers and the nuggets michael porter jr somebody comes underneath him he turns the ankle if I'd have told you ESPN found 39 different angles, I think they started going to people in front row in their camera <laughs> on their own phone, video. okay? And they they somehow find a way to go through and say, can we connect to your phone real quick? Just download the ESPN app. Here's another angle. I don't need from, those this angles. This is from Gary in row three. <laughs> Shout out to Gary. Gary, can you stop moving your right <laughs> hand, please? The video is shaking. Um, 
So when when the blow of losing your starting shortstop wears off, and you start kind of thinking around. It, can I just offer? And, and this is being very optimistic. Okay, very very optimistic. But I think it's also potentially true. The Dodgers are in a spot that they have not been in for the better part of ten years, which is they're under the radar. The, mm. the Padres have all of the attention on them. The mm. Padres are the ones that are handing out $300 million contracts like it's the last day on earth. The the uh, the Mets have Steve Cohen, who is spending money like crazy. and giving Phillies got to the World the, Series and added Trey Turner. For sure, added Trey Turner. The Dodgers lost some big-name guys. They lost both Turners. They, uh, they just Bellinger. lost Gavin Lux. Mm-hmm. Bellinger is gone. And some of their star players are a little bit longer in the tooth, like Kershaw, right? You lose Lux, and it's, up. Ah, okay, they don't have the depth. They don't have the optionality. They don't have this, that, and the other thing. All true. All true. Here's the silver lining of this. They're still really good. Mm-hmm. Okay? If your first four guys in your batting order, and take, put them in whatever order you want, are Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Will Smith and Max Muncy, it's pretty good four sure. guys that you're sure. throwing out. There's not a lot of teams that have a better mm-hmm. opening four, okay? You look at the starting pitching. If you've got Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, Noah Syndergaard, Julio Urias, and Clayton Kershaw as your starting five, mm. find me a better one. I don't know if you can. The depth is not there. But being under the radar, having expectations that are still there, but nothing like, hey, you're going to win 115. Hey, you're going to win the division 10 years in a row. Hey, you're finally going to win the World Series. They're just one of the teams. All of that extra attention is going to San Diego mm. and to New York and to Philadelphia, Houston, to, to Houston, mm-hmm. to be kind of for the first time in a really long time under the radar. I wonder if that doesn't serve them pretty well. That's a, that's actually an interesting perspective because there has not been a time where it doesn't feel like everything's the weight's on their shoulders. There's not been a time. I mean, I, I just use that example just because it's the latest one. Did those dudes not feel tight against the San Diego Padres oh when it was 1-1 going back to San Diego? See, when they won opening night when we were there at Dodger Stadium, yeah. you could feel Dodger fans going, oh, what was that? 5-0, yeah, like, yeah, it's 5-3, guys That was on. not fun. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, I, I, even when, remember the game four where the Dodgers went up 3 to nothing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden a couple guys get on. And I the reason why I set it up that way is because I, I think there is something to that, that there's always expectations to the Dodgers, and there's always you feel like, because you're watching them at bat, and I do feel like they're tight. Dave Roberts' decisions, I do feel like they're tight. I don't feel like this is a loose, it doesn't matter what happens. And that doesn't mean that the expectations aren't going to go away. For it sure. doesn't mean that Dodger fans are all of a For sudden sure. going to say, hey, you don't need to win. But i got to be honest, out of the last six, seven, eight years, if there's a year that you can look at and say, hey, if it didn't happen... Are you pointing fingers the way you would this year than you did last year? Yeah, no, you're not. It, it Look, if you're saying to me, would you rather have last year's team or this year's team, give me last year's team. It's a better team. That being said, the best team not only doesn't always win the World Series, it very frequently does not. That being in the mix is really all that matters. Playing well, they're going to have a very different um, essence. They're going to have a very different yeah. sort of character. They don't have every eyeball every day on them. And I, I said it to you yesterday. I think it's going to be fascinating when the Padres lose four games in a row. And they will. Everybody does. Yeah. Not a big deal. The Mets lose four games. Hey, uh, I just gave all of you guys 300 sure. million bucks. What, what's going on right now? Dodgers have had to deal with that every day for a long time. They know yeah. what that feels like and the expectations that come along with it. Now, if James Outman or, or Miguel Vargas or whoever – 
struggles a little bit. It may be difficult for that one guy, but it's not going to be difficult for the team. They've been through this before. Mm. I, give me better players. I always believe that. But they're in an interesting position going into this season. I, I go back to something you said last year that I think made the Dodgers boring. It made them boring because you would say, man, they're on pace to win 100-plus games. Cool. What are they going to do in October? And that just kind of took away the, you know, they say there's the process. And I think for the Dodgers, you can almost skip the process because you just know, well, they're going to be in the postseason. What are they going to do? I think you got to pay attention to the process this year for the Dodgers, more, which is more a now more today than yesterday yeah. because of what happened to Lux. It sucks. It's he he was he was a huge prospect. Came in really struggled and and had a hard time kind of finding his way on a team that was loaded with veterans. He was the only young guy and kind of fell out of favor for a while, got put back in the lineup almost out of necessity. Remember, he was playing the outfield, and it was like, well, this is a disaster. Yeah, every fly ball, you're like, it well, this is the wall. Yeah, but he, uh, he was game for it, right? Like, he wasn't a yeah. baby about it. He was the not just the Dodgers' number one prospect. He was the number one prospect in all of baseball. And he came out of it on the other side, finally had the everyday job that you thought he was going to get from the beginning, and then that happens. That's it just the quote. Really sucks. I think everybody dreams of being the shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Go on what you just said. He obviously was excited about this opportunity. LeBron is down. Gavin Lux is down in your phone calls. Plus, something interesting coming out of Chicago about the Dodgers. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I've got a story to tell you, Al, during the next break. I'm not sure if I should tell it on the air. I'm not sure if it, I should be scared or be funny or I'm going to need a little counsel from you. There are five calls in front of you. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I just heard the story. It's uh, it's scary stuff. I like the smooth jazz in the background. That's what I was I'm about, about to get my my, my uh, teeth cleaned. This is what it feels like in the waiting room. And you're saying, you're excited. I love going to the dentist. I know you've told me. I that. do. I take good care of my teeth, so I don't have to get drilled very often. But uh, it's uh, I, I like it. I know that for that's me. A they weird. bring out like a a vice and like they're just cranking things. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Santa Clarita and Tony. Tony, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, this is the perfect time to trade Max Muncy because he's got some trade value. They need a real shortstop, and Max Muncy is not even a real third baser. Max Muncy's a DH, and Gavin Lux is a real second baser. So when Gavin Lux comes back, he should be second base again, and they got to get a real shortstop. No. I, I, <laughs> that Gavin Lux's 
injury creates some problems for the Dodgers for sure. That you don't fix that problem by trading away one of your most productive offensive players. Max Muncy had a bad year last year, Slade. Yeah. He struggled, and I think it's directly attributable to him getting his wrist ripped off towards the end of the previous season. Right? Mm. He really struck because by the end of the year, he looked a lot like Max Muncy. You're going to have to win games with some offense. Your defense is going to be okay. Max Muncy's a really valuable And now player. you're really depending on him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Now, Miguel Rojas, to your point, Tony, about a real shortstop, he is. He, he, he's been an everyday shortstop in the National League for a long time. He can Second hold down the position. Second best defensive shortstop last year, according to the stats, defensively. And last year, he didn't hit much. He hit like 230. The year before that, he hit 265, I want to say, 267. Mm. That's Major league quality. That that's good enough. I think you have an answer there. It's not Trey Turner. It's sure, not sure. Corey Seager. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. one of those guys. But look, Dodger fans need to recalibrate their expectations of what a regular baseball team looks like. Last year when we were talking about this, the Dodgers had an all-star one through nine. That's not normal. That's not what well, well, we didn't have. It was fun, but it's not normal. Which, if you have a really good team, mm-hmm. Padres, Braves, Phillies, Mets, Astros, Dodgers, you have like five really good players. The Dodgers do. They have four or five really good players. They came back to the rest of the ma- uh, yes. the rest of the league. Yes. You know, there, there's something you said right there about Ross. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of times, at least it seems like with the Dodgers, they've been able to rub off on some of these players that play somewhere else and they play better with the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. We've said that. We've kind of used that example. We're Tyler Anderson does it this year. Tyler Anderson signed with the Angels, and you're like, oh, there's another Tyler Anderson coming. That's, His name's Noah Syndergaard. Okay, <laughs> that's, listen. <laughs> yeah. And I have a difficult time, like, I want to say, no, you're wrong. Tyler Anderson was key last year, but the Dodgers do have a track record of taking players from other places. Andrew Heaney, you go down the list, taking players from other uh, places, and they make them better. Rojas probably can have a better season simply for the mere fact that he's playing with the Dodgers. There's more protection. It's not Miami or whatever the case is. I I, I say that because what you just said about the all-star game or the the all-star team, I remember after the Dodgers, they had the all-star game here at Dodger Stadium, right? I went to a game not too far after (laughs) the all-star game against the Twins. And when I tell you that they had these players – um, the team Dodger store on the outside. They still had the photos up, and I was like, "Oh, the so team, the All Star teams, the All Star, okay. All Star jerseys, Got players, it. all that." So in my head, I'm like, "Oh, they still have all the All Star players." <laughs> no, they didn't. They just had Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, um, Mookie, Betts, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kersh- Tony Gonsolin. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is actually just the Dodger team. Yeah. That just kind of hit me for a second when you said that they have such so close to They're, an all-star it's, team. It's a more normal, it's very good team. It's a more normal team. team. Yeah. But a, a, a very good, yes. it's a normal, very good team. If they were here and everybody else was here, teams came up, they came down, yep. it's almost kind of even. And that being said, does that lend that they might be playing more regular season games that matter? They might have to somewhat compete to be in a, a playoff spot to actually compete against these teams. I agree the whole time, that. I last that. two years has essentially been that they've been not playing important games until October. Does this mean, and they might be better prepared with more Trav, the games division, that division, I know, both ways, I, I, I think. I know the year against the Giants, yeah, it, was, it, cuts it, both was, ways. it was all the way down to the stretch. But if you told me September 1st rolls around, August 15th rolls around this year, 
and the Padres and the Dodgers are within a game of each other, yeah, that wouldn't be a surprise or a no. shock, right? No. Like, that's that's much more likely than the Dodgers running away with anything, or it might even be the other way. Maybe the Padres have a four-game lead on the Dodgers going into September 1st. I, I, I want to believe that, Emily, because I'm looking for reasons to think that this is a better situation than the other ones, and, and maybe. The fact of the matter is, in this 10-year run they've had, they've had really close races, they've had blowouts, and neither one has resulted in a better result than the others. Right? They, they just have had really good teams for 10 years, and they can't quite get over the hump minus the uh, the pandemic season. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Huntington Beach and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, good to talk to you guys. I mean, it's devastating losing Lux. It's also fascinating. Good baseball teams are usually built up the middle, and the Dodgers are going into this season without a bona fide center fielder, without a bona fide second baseman, without a without a star at shortstop. Rojas is a guy, but he's not a star, and we're not used to that. This team, and, and, and what you guys were talking about was going to be my point, the Dodgers are going to have to grind for six months this year. And all of a sudden, we have an opportunity to, to, to really sort of embrace a very new-looking sort of organization, at least this season. I mean, yes, and, and the irony is they still have dudes throughout the roster, but they're very shallow up the middle, they're unproven up the middle, and they're going to have to grind for six months. And frankly, that might be better for, you know, going into October. Also, it might not, but that's what I'm hanging my hat on, man. That's how I'm spinning this thing. You know, a team won 111 games last year and came up short. The year before that, we had a rotation of Kershaw, Urias, freaking Scherzer, Scherzer and Bueller, and couldn't get it done. I mean, are you – look, let's just see how this goes. It's not like we're going into this poor. We're going to this with a hell of a roster. Um, it's just a different look, and damn, man, it sucks about Lux, man. That, that guy's uh, – hopefully he'll, he'll bounce back and be a guy moving forward. Yeah. Talk to you guys. Thanks, Paul. It, it's, it you really basically does. moved from oceanfront property. You're 10 minutes inland now. Yeah, you're in Beverly Hills now. Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not in Malibu. You're in Beverly Hills. Okay. Still pretty nice. What's going on over here? <laughs> yeah, it's still What's wrong with these people. Still, still pretty nice. I, I think what he said, though, is, is a good point, that Lux is one of those guys that's pretty easy to root for. And he was just a cut below yeah. those megastars that they have. He, he felt, by, by Dodger standards, kind of blue-collar. Never mind the fact that he was the number one prospect in baseball. But by Dodger standards, mm. he's not making $35 million a year. He's not a former MVP. He's not a perennial all-star. And this he, was his time, right? Like the, and he, the, the, it was his turn. Mm -hmm. And it just blew up on him right there. Let's try. Let's go back to the uh, LeBron conversation. Glendora and Mark. Mark, you're on with Travis Lee. Mark. All right, never mind to Mark. Let's Good go point, to Northridge. Mark. <laughs> David, David, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, David? Thank you for having me, uh, Travis and Alan. Um, let's concede that AD has a tendency to not be an alpha on offense for a moment. Would it not be the coach's responsibility to create an offense that naturally flows through the best healthy offensive player on the floor despite the player's disposition or tendency? As a big AD thrives in high and low post, and perhaps triple threat position. To accomplish this, he needs to fight for the position and or have plays called for him. It is very difficult to get shots up when he's the one inbounding, dribbling, and fighting for the position. It is the coach's responsibility to maximize the use of his players as of his player as a big by delegating guard duties to guards and making him. Yeah, David, I want to jump in there real quick. Appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Um Al, I, I, I appreciate what David's saying that the coach is important. 
There's there's yep. a reason that Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr and all these guys win all these championships. It's because they're very very good at what they do and doing what David just described. Put your put your best players in a position to be their best. Okay, I I will stipulate to that. The difference I think is is that the very best players will find a way to do that. Generally speaking, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that if Darvin Ham or or Frank Vogel or any of the other Lakers we've had or any other players that LeBron James has played for we're saying we're going to set you up in a bad position that LeBron would be it's it's just not it's LeBron's that good Kevin Durant's that good Steph Curry's that good that some guys just no matter what they're going to find a way to get stuff done the coach absolutely matters yeah but not nearly as much as just the best player saying guys I got this that matters more I think. Listen, I, I think that's fair. If if we're looking at, well, I look at Darvin Ham more, and we've talked about this a little bit. Is give me your coach. What's your coach doing in late game situations? What's your coach doing with two minutes left to go? What's your coach doing when everybody's expecting the play to go to this guy, but it actually goes to a different guy? I, I look at the coach from that perspective. If AD wants to get thirty and fifteen, is demanding the ball. Darvin Ham's not going to say no. Of course not. Right. So like, I I just look at it from. Ham does have a responsibility, but AD is uh he's got a responsibility himself. As yeah, well. he's he's gotta be the guy that's demanding it if it's not being set up. And I would always rather have a guy that really wants more than he's getting than a guy that's just waiting for you to give him more. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've got enough. No, no, more. Yeah. I think Kobe was ever satisfied no. by what he was getting. No. No. I want more. No, and, and these guys, and that that's you know, we just if I make a comparison, there's an interesting it's interesting the way things are going to play out for the Dodgers this year because it looks a little bit different. Got to be honest, these next couple of weeks will also be interesting because the Lakers got all these new players they got at the trade deadline, and Anthony Davis is going to be a lot more on his shoulders. What does that look like over the next couple of weeks? Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey guys, and I know what we're all thinking is that Mercury is not in retrograde, okay? So that is not responsible for all these things happening to LA at this time. It's not in the stars. It just happens to be bad luck. So Don't tell that to Lakers Twitter. You're crazy. <laughs> exactly. And Alan asked me this morning uh, if he had any if I had any TV recommendations for I him. need some TV recommendations. So, like, Drinking. Um sure. I you have agree? a couple. Cuz I'm going to Emily is truly like I feel like an expert in this field. She so is. But shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Have you seen it, Emily? Uh, I don't really like their two main characters. You as, don't like as, Harrison Ford or Jason Siegel? Nope. Oh well. So, 
I just choose to not really watch stuff with that, but uh, <laughs> I have some suggestions that you might like, Alan, and I can hit that with you later. So, Give him one right now. I'm curious what you're going to recommend. <laughs> what do you got? Such Give us tease. one. Right, here, here's Give one. us here's, one. Here's the tease. <laughs> um, so you said you like Breaking Bad. You like um, you know uh, The Sopranos. Yep. So I'm going to throw out this one called Your Honor. It's on Showtime. It stars Brian Cranston, and he is in New Orleans. He's a judge who, this is not a spoiler because this happens in the first episode. It's just a setup. Um, his son... Uh, commits a crime okay. and he has to try to cover up that crime for his son and the crime he committed was against a mob boss so I Ryan like Cranston that. on the run from the mob boss trying to cover this up as a judge in yep. New Orleans very cool one and a half season second season's coming out right now it's really short good and uh, I think it'll be up right up your alley all I need now is a user and a password for anyone with Showtime so <laughs> hit me up on Twitter I will maybe negotiate a different password and user for you it's called a barter system yeah you know what you do there's a, actually no I'll tell you how to get around there's it. a black market <laughs> it's not a black Berg market. has every black market <laughs> no, site it is not is. a black market I love yes it, it is Basically, I love it no, yes no, no, you do this isn't a yes, black market do. this isn't a black market no this is just you sign up yep and you get the free trial you watch the show and then you cancel the free trial yes and that's what you can do because it's so short you can do that really easily or you can run yeah, it but then on, they get um, you, you for like Dexter. 30 days and no, then, no, no, they and then you're you just, on that mailing list that yep, you can never the mail- no, 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 get off the mailing you list. sign up and you immediately re- get rid of it and you're already in the free trial it's a good game plan it's, it's a, a lot of work game plan. You, right. which you will never execute yeah. so <laughs> my sisters are uh my younger sister is in college still so she's uh, on spring break she's in savannah she's with my older sister claire so claire's older than sarah by uh eight years and uh so they're together for spring break claire texts my sister's group chat this morning she says poll is it my fault that sarah's back got sunburnt she didn't she said i didn't offer to put sunscreen on her back even though she didn't ask so here's the situation sarah's back got sunburnt she's blaming claire because claire didn't offer to put sunscreen if the question is, will I put sunscreen on Travis's back? I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. So, Claire, again, eight years older than the other sister. She's 28. Sarah is 20. Claire should be held responsible for Sarah getting sunburned. Travis, factor cap. Cap. She's How old is your youngest sister? 20. Yeah, she's 20 years old. Yes, this, exactly. this is this is the shoe the situation. <laughs> yeah, this is this is nobody's fault other than Sarah's, yes. right? This is her fault for not getting. Uh, look, I understand funny. there are places on your back you can't reach, right, and if you help. can't reach, you say, "Hey, Claire, would you mind helping me out and you know get into the spot I couldn't get to?" But no, it, Claire is not her mother. It's it, and she's not seven. Yes. It's not her responsibility to do it. It's her own. I I, I feel as you can tell, I yes. feel very strongly about this. Yes. At some point. You are an adult, and you're responsible for yourself. Berg, uh, it's cap. I mean, you're absolutely right. But it's your your it's your body. If you want something done, just be like, hey, can you uh, rub my back? Like that's all you need to do. I don't yeah. know. This is a kind of ridiculous that she would even think about taking responsibility. Right, yeah. uh, Al. Hundred percent fact. Um, Claire <laughs> is the older sister. She's much more responsible. Um, she's almost even playing a motherly role in this uh, in this situation. Claire, you got to help out the younger people. I, even me trying to sell it to myself, I can't. Of course, it's cap. <laughs> right. I try the best I can. I know. I it's thought cap. about it. I was like, yeah. should I go fact and be weird I, about it? But I can't think of it. I couldn't so do it. It's so funny, Sleeve, because so as you were doing it, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I respect Alan trying to do something that he clearly thinks is crap. I abort and, and, and I'm like, you know what? I'm good for Sleeve. Good for Sleeve for leaning into one, taking one for the crew, and then you just punt uh, it. I vision. Nope. It's great. Good job, Al. Taylor. We're going for a fourth down. Did fourth did, down's <laughs> coming. Play clock, timeout. We're putting. You're, you did the quarterback quick punt on three. Yeah. All right. I have a question. Did Sarah put sunscreen on Claire's back? Nope. 
Okay. Ooh, yeah. That's a good question. Great, great question. question. Yeah, that's a good question. She's responsible for her own back then. Right, exactly. And that's what I said. And then I got crapped on in the gr- this is a group chat. So it's whatever. Emily's wrong. It's great. Reciprocation. Uh, <laughs> necessary. So uh, Giannis was on the Daily Show last night uh, with uh, Hassan Minaj. And this is what he was asked to give a message to Kevin Durant. And this is what he said. You keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? Oh! <laughs> All right. So this is a good burn from Giannis Berg, Factor Cap. Oh, fact. That's a fantastic burn. Yeah. I love I love Giannis so much. Everything he does and says, I'm like, you're the best. And this was a great, great burn. Because he's very, he's always been very much that way. He's like, I am not going to go to a super team. Yeah. I want to win on my own. I want to do it all by myself. And he did it. So, yeah, this is a fantastic burn. So, it's fact for a couple reasons. Embiid can't do that. Joker can't do that. They've been with their team, but they have not won a championship. The fact that it's Giannis, and Giannis, he's got a ring. He carries his team. We were just talking about Anthony Davis a little bit earlier. He's the best player on a championship team, a finals MVP. And the fact that KD has kind of moved around, so OKC, Golden State, Brooklyn, and now the Phoenix Suns could very easily get a championship here. That's a good burn, and it's also very accurate. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Trev? So, did you guys see it, or did you just hear it right there? Just heard it. Okay. Haven't seen anything. That's okay. the first time I heard it, it. it. Because the audio component of it, it feels like a pretty good burn. When you see it, though, he's got this giant grin on his face. and that's you can tell, fine. And you can tell he's reading a joke that somebody else wrote for oh, him. Oh, that's it's, disappointing. Because you can almost see his eyes like tracking the cue yeah. card, right? It's funny. It's, uh, I like that he participated in the burn, but I think this was one of those, hey, we got this joke for you. Would you mind reading it? If it's his burn, A+. plus, Love it 100%. This felt like, hey, you're on a late night talk show. It's supposed to be funny and light. We got this joke. What do you think? He's like, yeah, I'll read that for you guys. That's When you see it, that's what it but felt it is, like. But it is, even if it's played out like you just said, the fact that he was comfortable saying, yeah, yeah, I'll take a shot at KD, oh, no problem. What's, what's anybody going like, to say? But it's like when he reads his mm-hmm. dad jokes. Like They're, yeah. they're funny, <laughs> they but are they're funny. not his dad jokes. Right. He He's funny. He's super likable. I like that he yeah, was willing to, to poke KD in the right. spot where KD is most sensitive. <laughs> He's sensitive to a lot of areas. Well, but he's particularly (laughs) sensitive to the you've been on the bus, not driving the bus. That Mm -hmm. clearly bothers him, and that Giannis pushed on that bruise. I do like that. Yeah, Taylor? Uh, Fact. It's a good burn. I'd like to think that it's real, too. I I love Giannis for all the reasons uh, mentioned earlier. He's one that just riles things up, and he just kind of goes against what the current NBA player is today. All right, so uh, today is uh, February 28th, end of uh, the month of February, but we all know that every uh, four years we have a leap day. So it would be cool to be born on February 29th, on leap day, so that you get celebrated every four years, but it's extra special. So it would be cool to be born on February 29th. Taylor, Federcap. I think Cap. I've always think I thought this is stupid. I knew somebody that was born on a leap day, and they'd always say, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm three or four years. You know, <laughs> right. I'm four years old." It just right. gets old real quick. Trev. Other than a kind of like it for that reason, <laughs> I, I I think it's Cap because <laughs> really, who cares? <laughs> you know, but on. There's, we all have those little things, right? That when you go to a new job, you have to say, here are three things about me that you don't know. Mm-hmm. That you fun were facts. born on February. Fun facts, yes. Born on February 29th is kind of a fun fact, right? Like my son's actual birthday is 01-01-01.
Mm. That's his birthday. That's very cool. But it's just, it's the same kind of thing. It's just a mathematical fluke that that's the day it landed on. Doesn't make him more interesting or anything. It's just, yeah, it's kind of of a cool little fun fact. One of one, yeah. Cap. One of one, one of one. Yes. Berg? Uh, it's, it's Cap, because, I, yeah, I don't want to be four years old. I don't like that joke. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> and stupid. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, how do you celebrate a birthday when that's your day? Do you do it the day before, the day after? Take your do you pick. get the shoes? Both. Yeah. I mean, you get the a, 28th and the 1st. <laughs> right. You get a birthday weekend instead. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like I... I love the fact that I have my day. That's for me. It's my birthday. Yeah. If I don't get it every year, it kind of sucks, right? <laughs> like, you don't, there's no days that you have that are just for you except mm-hmm. for your birthday. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go fact. And th- there's, this is actually falls in. I got an aunt that will, it's got a, a probably 20 different cousins that are on this chain. And it, she basically saves, she'll text when it's somebody's birthday. So today I did not know it was my cousin Sarah's birthday until people started saying, well, technically it's not her birthday today because she's the 29th. Oh, she she's is the one. leap year. She's one of those. Oh, Plus, oh, cousin Slee's birthday today as well. Oh, so happy he's birthday, an actual, cousin Slee. He's an actual, yeah, 20, exciting. He's an actual 28th, <laughs> February 28th. Right. But I, 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 you know how people do this, and I'm not one of these. It's my birthday week. Yeah, it's no, my birthday your, weekend. It's my birthday month, whatever people say. One day. Um, I'm with you on the one day, but it's such a unique thing because it's only happening once every four years. I think it'd be kind of cool. I got uh, two more suggestions for you, but I can do them on the other side for you, Alan, because I think you'll like the other two. You said it sounds like you sold them on your honor. That one sounds shrinking. Sounds really good. So, Al, you just found something that <laughs> um, pushing. had an it's actual good. timeline for LeBron to be reevaluated. Mm-hmm. So that could potentially mean something, or we're still waiting for the one phrase that I would very much like to hear that we haven't heard. That's yep. coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hopefully, Alan Slewa's name, Travis Rogers' name, Emily Hebel, Taylor Smith, none of you guys get added to the uh, rather extensive injury list at the pickleball event that is coming up here in just a few weeks, Slee. March 18th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley at the Agape Pickleball Center. You can come out and watch all of us goof around, play a little pickleball, press the flesh, and just get to hang out a little bit on a Saturday afternoon. Reserve seating is available at ESPNLA.com. Of course, it is available to the general public, so come on out. Big thanks to our pals at Michelob Ultra, Bud Light Seltzer, and Pizza Hut. And you're thinking, yeah, I don't know if I really want to watch Trav and Slee play pickleball. Are you kidding a, me? you do. Yeah. You absolutely want to do that. But you're thinking, there's college basketball. We'll have a lot of TVs out there. Yep. You can come and watch that. There's a beer garden. There's a kid zone. There's Papa Shot. There's pickleball demos and lessons. There's a live DJ. There's entertainment. There's prizes. There's giveaways. There's photo booths. You will have a great time. If you went to the softball game, you know how awesome that yeah. was. If you didn't go to the softball game, you know how awesome that was because you missed it. Come on out. Pickleball Madness Tournament, March 18th, 10 to 4, Mile Square Park in Fountain Valley. Okay, a couple things there. Number one, um, 
Lakers have a game that Friday night at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Can I show up at 11 or do I have to be there at 10? <laughs> we'll get a late draw. Can I get an extra we'll, hour? We'll get a late draw. Okay, we that's number the one. Now. The second thing, I swear on my life if San Diego State loses in the first round again and if it's <laughs> on that Saturday, I'm going to hallucinate. <laughs> did I tell you I'm going to a game this weekend? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Who they have? I have no idea. They did clinch the Mountain West, so that's done. Number 18 in the country and still have not had a tournament win, I think, in 37 years. Not literally, but since Dutcher took over, they can't win a tournament game. <laughs> it's a Dad's Weekend at Kelly's. Oh, yeah, very nice. So, uh, what's that, Em? Wyoming. They're playing Wyoming. They're playing Wyoming. Thank you. Um, go Aztecs over Cowboys. But, yeah, I've never been to a Dad's Weekend. So, she says awesome. to me, she says, hey, I got us matching shirts. <laughs> I'm thinking, Aww. okay. And she goes, will you? she knows me, obviously, pretty well. She goes, will you wear it? I said, do you want me to wear it? Yeah. I said, then I'll wear it. She goes, Done. okay, great. Done. I got matching shirts. It's Done. It's awesome. We're going to have a great time. I She's love all the time that your daughter goes to San Diego State. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, I, I did something similar with my dad when I was in college. Yeah. So um, uh, we did this like dad-daughter day with my sorority especially. And then uh, we went to a UVA college baseball game. So we did like mm. bagels and like had like a brunch. Ooh, oh, sorry, there's yeah. that. There's a brunch at, yeah. the, at the house. And then we uh, went to the UVA baseball game afterwards. It okay. was raining, unfortunately, but it was a really fun game. Do you have the same question that I have? She said they had bagels. Mm-hmm. Was it a bagel sandwich or just a bagel? <laughs> just bagels. Just bagel. Oh, so this yeah. one was just, just bagel. Bagels. Okay. Look, now bagel. I can't okay. tell the difference. It's impossible. Like if I told you we had bagels, you would think cream cheese. Maybe, maybe a little butter. The first thing maybe. I thought of when she said bagel, I'm like, was it stacked? Was it like, sounds but, like an okay, amazing bagel, sandwich. Bagel with cream cheese isn't a bagel sandwich. So just, no, we're not just good. bagels. We don't need to go over this again. <laughs> but, <laughs> we're on the same page. Calls. Yeah, we're, 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 you and I are good, right, Al? We understand the difference. Well, I just wanted, because in the past she mentioned bagel, and she said that it was likely that it's a Al, sandwich. I just said we don't need to go over anyway. this again. And I just needed the details. Uh, yeah. Okay. But briefly, two uh, shows I think you also might like. Um, okay. They're going to be short. They're 30-minute episodes. It's Rami, which is based off of a, the real story of the creator, Rami. And he's a first-generation Egyptian uh, immigrant uh, okay. in New York City. And it's very kind of funny uh, slash dramatic and yep. about the kind of coming to America kind of stuff. And then a The Bear. A little Middle Eastern tie there. Okay, yeah. let's go. The Bear. Everyone loves that. It's about... Uh, it's about um, a chef at a Chicago-based uh, sandwich restaurant, and it's really, really interesting. Again, I've quick, heard about kinetic. this one. Yes. I've heard about this one, and Only I've heard one season. really mixed. I've heard pe- some people that love it, yeah, like absolutely think it's genius, and then I know. haven't heard anybody that doesn't like it besides Berg, and I also yeah. don't trust Berg's opinion about uh, most Oof. TV shows and movies. What but- about bagel oh. sandwiches for him? <laughs> <laughs> what was <laughs> what was his recommendation? But- uh, shrinking, which you can check out if you want, but do you have Apple TV Plus? That's what most people's buried entry is. They don't have it's Apple TV. It's getting expensive, man. Showtime, no. Apple TV They're probably TV digging Plus. you for the 15 bucks a month. You don't even know. But Got everything. The Bear By the way, these are, these are good recommendations. The Bear and Rami are both on Hulu, so you probably have Hulu, and they're 30-minute episodes, and they're very short seasons. So it's a quick little, you can do one a night or multiple a night. Emily, thank you. Thanks. Thank I'm you. Check in, and I'm going to give you two weeks. I'd, two weeks apart, I'm not going to ask you tomorrow. Hey, did you start the bear? 
I'm not, not going to do that. And I'm not even going to. There's gonna, 36 Laker I, games I, in the next two weeks, just I'm gonna, at FYI. I'm going to give you two weeks. And, yes. Uh, Emily, you need to keep track of this. The Bear, uh, Randy, Your Honor, and, and Your Rami. Honor. Yep. And, and Shrinking. There are four shows that you got suggested uh, or were given recommendations for. We'll see if you get to any or all of them. <laughs> She convinced me that I shouldn't listen to Greg, and I have always listened to Greg. I have never, never had an issue. All right, I'm going to go with her recommendations. All right. we'll, we'll see if you. I'm going to start with your honor. I want to start with that one. Yeah, I that's like that. the that'll be one. the. I think it'll hit you the best. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, I like the premise of that. LeBron James will be reevaluated in two weeks. So now we got a number at least. Okay. Yeah. It, Yes. So two weeks from now, here we are. So it's this is Tuesday to Tuesday. It's the fourteenth of March. It will be a road game against the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. It's in the middle of a back-to-back stretch of Pelicans in Houston. Um, one of the handful of road games in the entire month. Let, let, let's say he misses those two as well. Yeah. Did you count or no? No. Let's see. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Nine okay. games. So nine before he gets reevaluated. Reevaluated, not yep. reinstated. No. Reevaluated. Can I define? Let me help define reevaluated. I mentioned this before. AD, when he went out, remember it was mid December, he got injured against the Nuggets. And it came out a couple days later that he's going to be reevaluated in four weeks. Okay. He didn't come back for five and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm just using that as an example. I know for every player it's different. It's fair. But the, the reason why I'm saying that is. Like you just mentioned, Austin Reeves was similar, right? He got reevaluated after a couple of weeks, and, and it missed probably more went time. two more weeks. Yeah. It probably went two more weeks. Him and Lonnie were trying to come back at the same time. So the only reason why I set it up that way is it looks like at the minimum, if you got twenty-one games left, Ron's missing at least ten of them. Oh, it, at the at minimum, best at the at minimum, best. Yeah. Which brings me to the next part, which this I want to. I'm going to tie this back to the Dodgers in a weird way. One of the things that made me very nervous about Trey Turner not coming back to the Dodgers was that neither the Dodgers nor Trey Turner said, hey, listen, we're not talking about it right now, but we both expect to be able to get something done. Yeah, We both think that we know he wants to stay, we want to keep him, and we're working towards getting something done. That just leads, like, we're, we're far apart on the money and things like that, but everybody's kind of on the same page. What no one is saying out of Lakerland, at least as of right now, and okay. maybe in two weeks when there's a reevaluation, we'll get to hear it. I would love to hear from somebody, look, we don't know exactly what this is or how long it's going to take, but we do think that we'll have him back at some point. Because at some point could be last game of the season, play-in tournament, uh, first round of the playoffs, that just some light at the end of the tunnel, if they can kind of hold serve from where they are right now or actually do better than that, win some some games, but that no one is saying, look, this doesn't sound like a season-ending thing. We don't expect him to miss the rest of the season and the postseason. We don't think he'll be ready to go until the beginning of next year. That none of those little road signs are out there just optimistic road signs. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, that he yeah. will but hey we're, we're hopeful that he might be that nobody's saying anything mm-hmm. leads you to believe that that two-week reevaluation could come back with a yeah it's gonna we're gonna reevaluate him in two more weeks and now you're basically at the end of the line um a lot of times we look at first off it was shams it was Woj, it's chris haynes multiple weeks multiple weeks that's kind of what you're hearing mm-hmm. okay let's say it's, let's use the two weeks what the Lakers don't have, and they haven't had. We were talking about this before the All-Star break. Braun missed three games before the break. Three games before the break. So there was already some issues that Braun was having. And we said 23 games left. I remember you and I were joking around. Not even joking around. We were saying, I said, hey, if Braun misses five or six games, do they make the playoffs? This is before anything happened on Sunday. Yeah. And my, my thought was, 
come on, how, how are you? they haven't shown that they can do that. If AD missed five or six, they haven't really shown that they can do that. So you're looking at the situation that they're in, three games below 500. You got Memphis coming up tonight. I think by about 3.30 or so today, you'll have heard from Darvin Ham, and Darvin Ham will have given any information that you and I are looking for. Maybe he sheds a little bit more light. Maybe some of the stuff that you're talking about that you were hoping to hear that Darvin Ham shed some of that light on it. Regardless, this is 21 games left. So it's the timetable is different today than it is if it was in November. 21 games, and you're not in. So you don't just have to kind of hold position. You need to do better than you've been doing over the remaining 21 games. Here's some cold, hard math about the Lakers without LeBron James. This season, they're 5-9 and nine without him. Okay, it's a 35, 30, let's call it 36% winning percentage. Yep. Okay? During his L.A. Laker career, yeah. he has a 36.5 winning percentage without LeBron. So without LeBron, they win slightly more than one out of three games. Slightly. It's basically one out of three without LeBron James. You win one out of three games without LeBron, not only are you not in, you're probably in 13th place by the time it all shakes out again. You probably drop back into that spot right ahead of San Antonio or Houston, That if that's what it is. The good news is the team that put together those 36% winning percentage teams is not the team you have moving mm. forward. And one person that we've talked a ton about AD, talked a ton about LeBron, there is a name that we haven't said much that's a huge part of whether they can do this or not. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.